Hello, and thank you for joining us on this podcast episode of That's in the Bible. I'm Bob Pauline. Let's go directly to our first question, which comes today from Chuck Swift from San Diego, California. Let's hear what Chuck asks. Is God the only God, or is everybody right with all of their own gods? Thank you for your question, Chuck. And you're, you're very correct in such that uh, there's a lot of people who are coming up with their own ideas and, and perceptions and understandings of God. We believe here in the Church of Christ to know and understand the true God, we must turn to the pages of the Holy Scriptures. So let's do that directly. In the, in the book of Deuteronomy uh, chapter 4, uh, let's see if the Bible makes mention of uh, many gods. We can all just pick and choose whatever God we want or come up with our own understanding. How many true gods does the, does the Bible discuss? Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 35 reads this way. To you it was shown that you might know that the Lord is God. There is no other besides Him. The Bible clearly makes mention here that there is but one God and there is no other. There could be an innumerable number of people coming up with their own understanding of God and in fact even preaching and teaching about different gods and perceptions of God and who God truly is, but the Bible is clear. There is one God. So dear friends, here in 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 6, uh, the Apostle Paul uh, wrote uh, the following, which is uh, a very important statement uh, regarding this topic. In verse 6, he said, Yet for us there is one God, the Father, of whom are all things, and we for Him, and one Lord Jesus Christ, through whom are all things, and through whom we live. Here was the Apostle Paul ad addressing the first century church, telling them, for us, who us? The church, the true servants of the Almighty God, that for us, there is only one God. And then he told us who that one God is, and that is the Father. Chuck, in your, in your question, you, you clearly made mention that there are so many others who have other uh, perceptions of God and other gods. And, you know, the concept of many, uh, Chuck, is that, well, it doesn't really matter, you know, as, as long as you believe in the existence of God, it matters. Why? The Holy Scriptures teaches us the following, this time in the letter of Apostle Paul to the Ephesians, wherein he wrote the following in uh, chapter 4, verse 6. One God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Because God is only one, and because God is the Father, and because the one God, the one Father, is one God and Father of all. It's not for anyone to just pick and choose and say, no, excuse me, I've got another God. There is only one. There's no other options. There's no other, other choices. But a lot of people have come up with other perceptions of who that one true God is, which leads us into our next question from uh, Idris Bashil from uh, London, England. He sent us this question. I don't understand the concept of God being three. The God of Father, 
the Son, and the Holy Spirit? Thank you. That too is a wonderful question because uh, it, it is not only you that ha uh, have difficulty understanding what uh, oftentimes mainstream Christianity terms as the Trinity, that being uh, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and the three of them together compose uh, one God, a, a triune uh, entity. There was a Catholic priest who tried to explain this, and uh, let's just uh, take a moment to uh, cite his explanation for a moment. It's, in a, it's recorded in a book entitled Father Smith Instructs uh, Jackson, written by the uh, priest of the Catholic Church named uh, John Francis uh, Knoll. Uh, he writes on page uh, 29 uh, the, the following. It means that in the one God there are three divine persons called respectively God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Well, th that's uh, mainstream Christianity, the Catholic Church being uh, from which we have quoted there, but so many of the Protestant organizations, independent Christian organizations as well, uh, teach and believe the same, that God is composed of uh, uh, three entities, Father, Son, and the, and the Holy Spirit. Here inside the Church of Christ, we believe in the one true God, the Father. From what origin do we uh, receive that important understanding that the Father is the one true God. It comes from Jesus Himself, the Son of God. What did Jesus say? Let's read His words. It's recorded in John chapter 17, wherein uh, Jesus pronounced very categorically the following. Jesus spoke these words, lifted up His eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son also may glorify you. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. What's the important pronouncement here of Jesus? He made a pronouncement concerning two things that had direct revel, uh, relevance to the attainment of eternal life. He said, Father, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus, whom you have sent. They'll have eternal life if they know that the Father is the only true God and that they know that Jesus is the one who has been sent by the Father. If then one comes up with another, uh, another perception of God and teaches that and says, no, 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 the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit together, the three of them make up the one God. That's a different God. And uh, the, the gentleman who posed the question to our program for today seemed, seemed very uh, confused about when he views the religions in this world who are teaching these other perceptions of God. And it's not surprising uh, that, that you're a bit confused because when they teach a Trinitarian God, they're teaching something that is very categorically different than what Jesus just taught as we all read there together. Who does the Bible teach Jesus to be? In fact, the... Uh, it was again the Apostle Paul we turned to this time, wherein he stated the following in uh, uh, 1 Timothy chapter 2, uh, verse, verse 5. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. He clearly taught who Jesus is, a man who's mediating between God 
and mankind. He's the mediator. And how about the Holy Spirit? It was also our Lord uh, Jesus Christ who described and tells us about the Holy Spirit. And he does so in uh, these uh, terms recorded in John chapter 14. His, he was quoted here in verse 26. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Here Jesus taught to us the Holy Spirit is the Comforter, whom the Father will send to comfort, to give strength to all who may be weary and tired and need the inner strength of the Spirit of the Lord. The Lord, the Father above, will send that Spirit to comfort and to strengthen and to help us. And that the, the true God is the Father, that Jesus is the one mediating us unto the Father, and the Holy Spirit is the one sent by the Father to comfort and strengthen us. These are the biblical truths we embrace inside the church. Let's hear our last question for today. This is from Melissa Hatfield in Seattle, Washington. And she submitted to us this uh, written question. She, write, she wrote, why is Jesus Christ important? And it's a very important uh, question that Melissa writes because when we teach that Jesus is different than God, there are those who sometimes uh, conclude that, well, I guess that means the Church of Christ is just belittling Jesus and throwing him away as if he's of no value anymore. When in fact, nothing could be farther from the truth. For what does the Bible teach to us about the value and the importance of Jesus, the Son of God? Let's begin in the book of Acts, chapter 5. Verse uh, 31 tells us this important quality about Christ. Him God has exalted to His right hand to be Prince and Savior, to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. He was given to be Savior for mankind. And as I've read a moment ago, nevertheless, I'll spend a moment to read it again. He's not just an ordinary person like us. We're not taking him down, throwing him into the mud, so to say. No, 1 Timothy 2.5 also attributes this quality to Jesus. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus. He's our mediator and the only mediator between God and mankind. So he's our savior. He's our mediator. In fact, what else does the Bible attribute to this, our Savior, Jesus Christ, in the book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 36. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. He was also made Lord. Jesus is so very important, Melissa. He's our Lord. He is our Savior. He is our mediator, Son of God. And in fact, when it comes to his relationship to the church, does he have any, any importance? Colossians chapter 1, <clears throat> verse 18. The first part of that verse reads this way. And he is the head of the body, the church. When it comes to his relationship then with the church, does he also have some significance, relevance, importance? Absolutely. 
the Bible makes mention that he is in fact the head of the church. And the church is in fact the very body of our Lord Jesus Christ. So when we teach that uh, Jesus is different than God, it's, we're not taking him from some high position and throwing him away, rejecting Christ. No, we embrace him in all such ways that the scriptures attribute to him and to the Bible attributes to him this, as being the Savior, as being our mediator, as being our Lord, being the head of the church, and so much more. He has great relevance, Melissa, and he is of deep importance to all of us here inside the Church of Christ. But he's different from God and not part of a triune God, but rather the Son of God. Please feel free to email your questions about the Bible, about salvation, to answers at incmedia.org. Make sure to like and subscribe to this podcast, That's in the Bible, and turn on your notifications for new episodes. I'm Brother Bob Pauline, and we hope you join us next time for more programming of the Iglesia Ni Cristo Church of Christ. To watch episodes of That's in the Bible, go to incmedia.org. Thanks again for listening. God bless.